Thank you for joining the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast, a podcast by the City of Simpsonville to help connect community members with their local leaders, decision makers, and public servants. I'm your host and City's Community Relations Specialist, Justin Campbell. Remember to follow the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and check out simplysaidpodcast.com for more content. This episode of the Simpsonville City Council series covers the December 2023 business meeting. After producing two episodes in this series, we're trying out a new format. Instead of recounting each agenda item by myself, a guest and I will discuss the meeting and any agenda items or topics of particular interest. Not only does this format make the episodes more conversational and easier to listen to, production of the episodes is more streamlined and efficient, which will hopefully improve production quality. Our first guest will be Simpsonville Mayor Paul Shoemaker, which is fitting given that he proposed the new format in the first place. Our discussion includes the controversial Marydale Village Innovative Development, the constraints of City Council, appreciation for our boards and commission volunteers, and a new feature of City Council meeting recordings that will make following along easier. Send a comment or question to contact at simplysaidpodcast.com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Mayor Shoemaker, thank you again for joining us on the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast. Hi, Justin. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. I know the last time you were on was our first episode ever, and a little bit has happened since then. Uh, You were reelected as mayor of Simpsonville, correct? Yeah, I'm up for my second term and and looking forward to it. So many good things coming in the city and really glad to, to be sitting in the mayor's seat and have an opportunity to accomplish all the goals I set. One of those, uh, be- before we dive into things, one of those was improving communication, and I think that's what uh, uh, we're going to do in this podcast uh, is something that I talked with you about where we could sit down and talk about what happened during council meetings and have it be a more interactive thing, maybe more interesting to folks to listen to. I think that uh, a lot of the behind-the-scenes things that happens before and after council meetings, a lot of people don't know. I think this is an opportunity to maybe share a little bit, at least about what I'm thinking, if not what council as a whole is thinking uh, when they're sitting up there on the dais trying to make those important decisions. I agree. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about how much time and effort I had to put in doing two episodes for recapping city council meetings. And I was trying to figure out is there a different format that I can use? And then about that time, you came into my office and said uh, you had this idea about you and I just chatting about uh, meetings, uh, maybe focusing on one particular agenda item from a meeting. And I thought that would be a, you know, a better format, more efficient, and better able to inform our listeners and community members about what's going on and what's important in council meetings. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I just hope that we don't take as long in reviewing what happened in the last council meeting as it did for us to do it, because it was almost two hours long. So uh, we'll be a little briefer than that, I'm sure. Yes, I have lunch soon. Yeah, good. (laughs) So uh, the recent city council meeting was the business meeting for December of 2023. There was a pretty popular agenda item, a major change to Marydale Village, Innovative development at 533 Harrison Bridge Road. For a little bit of background, 
uh, Marydale Village was annexed into the city of Simpsonville in 2018 for mixed-use development that consisted of townhomes and commercial. Could you talk about what is at the heart of this agenda item? I, I think this one is a, is a fairly complicated one to get our heads around. That was for council, and I, and I know that for the public, the major concern is traffic, and that certainly was uh, what came out during council meeting was the impact on traffic of expanding this development that, that was approved five years ago. And there was a lot of discussion back and forth about what the right thing to do is. And uh, I know a lot of us were on the fence, myself included, and it was very difficult. We talked a long time about what to do there. I do want everyone to be aware that this change is uh, a chance for the developer to come back and say what they wanted to do uh, as their final version from something that was approved back in 2018. So I think that's a really important point yes. for people to know that this was already basically approved in 2018 before the current council and uh, before your time uh, as mayor. Yeah, I think it's really important to uh, remember that this was approved, you know, back in 2018. And, and for us to go back, we could say no. But our council members, uh, Councilmember Gooch and Councilmember Cummings made really good point that even if we say no, that it could come back and be developed later as something else that meets the current uh, zoning that is there. And part of the agreement that they had to make in order to put it in front of us in council was they would have to add a light on Harrison Bridge Road at their entrance and also a left turn lane, an additional left turn lane at Harrison Bridge Road and Fairview Road, which would help traffic there. That was kind of one of the things that tipped me over into saying yes. I was conscious that during that council meeting when uh, I asked for a roll call vote because I knew it would be a split vote among council, and it was three yeses and three noes when it came to me. And when I voted yes, everybody in the audience who was opposed to approving this, uh, I got a big groan out of the audience. And, and I get that. I understand that. Like I say, what tipped me over was this adding lights. But what the people in the audience may not have known is, is that we have uh, rules in our ordinances that say for us to override our planning commission, it takes five votes of council to override the planning commission, and which was unanimous. The planning commission was unanimous, yeah, 6-0, exactly. recommend. So even if I had voted no, what I would have had to say was, well, it's four to three against the motion passes because it takes five votes to, to overrule the planning commission. And I'm I'm for that. I believe that we should honor, usually honor, what the wishes of our planning commission uh, uh, are, because what's the point of having those folks out there doing that work for the city if we're just going to run over them every time they send something to council? So I'm real conscious of that. And uh, back to another issue that, that came to mind, back to the issue of, of we could say no now, but it would end up being something maybe develop pretty much the same or even worse it's gonna be something so uh and i know people people seem to believe that we can just say no the perfect example that i can think of is the other night was driving down 385 to get off at harrison bridge road and fountain inn has put up a new sign welcome to fountain inn there right. at that exit yep. And my wife says, well, isn't this in Simpsonville City Limits? And I said, no, 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 that QT gas station there is in Fountain Inn City Limits. Well, there's some history there. That 
development. That developer came and said, we want to put a QT station there, Simpsonville. We'd like to annex into the city. And the and, and council at the time said, that's great. You're welcome to come into the city, but you can't have this really tall sign that you want to have. And they're like, well, well we need this to, to get people to pull off of the interstate to use our gas station. Right. And they said, no. And so QT said, Okay, fine. They turned right around and faced the other direction and knocked on Fountain Inn's door and said, will you approve this with our big tall sign? Fountain Inn said yes. And that's how that came to be inside Fountain Inn city limits and not Simpsonville. Ended up with the gas station there and the very, very tall sign, even though we said no. And, you know, we we have no say-so in that. And that's the kind of thing that happens and the kind of thing that I think a lot of the public doesn't realize that is in the back of council's mind that if we say no, they could go back to the county and get approval to do something even worse than what we could have said yes to. Or, uh, uh, you know, in the QT's case, go into the city of Fountain Inn, which is kind of strange when you, if you come off of that exit and turn right, you're in Simpsonville in about 100 yards, even though that QT is not. So um, there's always lots more to the story. And I always encourage folks, they come to council meetings and make public comment. That's great. We're glad to hear it. But I always encourage folks, don't forget that we're available. Our, our phone numbers and our emails are published on the website. You know, you can call us and talk to us outside of the council meeting. We're always glad to hear people's comments during council, but that's only one small piece of it. And, and uh, I encourage people to reach out to your council members. Could you explain to listeners, residents, visitors, what is the benefit of having you know, Marydale Village and in this innovative development. Why do it in the first place? Uh, what benefits could it have for the city and on residents? So one of the things I think that is very important to keep in mind with a development like this is, is that if we were to prevent development of this property, the way that that things work out in the unincorporated parts of the county, what we would end up doing is just forcing that development out into the county where it's not under the control of the city. It's it's already happening and a lot of that traffic comes from out in the unincorporated areas. And so uh, the benefit to us is that we have a development that's People are wanting to move here anyway. The market is there. People are going to find a place to live and developers are going to provide it somewhere. Well, this thing, again, something that doesn't show on paper and may not be obvious up front. As they develop this, it's just two properties down from Target. There's still a property in between that has not been developed yet, still belongs to the Martin Family Partnership. Um, when that gets developed, and it will, there's just too much pressure for more development, we'll be able to have those things connect off of Harrison Bridge Road. So you'll be able to flow from Marydale, where they're going to put in a light, you'll be able to flow from Marydale uh, through that development, through whatever happens in the future, and that empty property now, and where the target property is, that uh, you'll be able to see that benefit of, first of all, people being able to get out of target in a little easier. They can work their way down to a, a traffic light and, and get out safely. Um, the other thing is, too, is that we do have a shortage of housing in the Greenville area. People are wanting to live here and uh, having this kind of property. This is going to be a really nice looking property and uh, having this available uh, for people to move into the city of Simpsonville, uh, you know, I think is 
is certainly good for those folks. I also think people need to be reminded that have moved into other nice neighborhoods that are out in that region, that they move into their nice house. I've actually literally had this happen. I moved here a year ago. Man, you need to do something to stop this development. I've had right. that conversation right. multiple times. It's it's crazy how many people want to slam the barn door shut after they get here. Well, this is a great place to live. That's really difficult to do. And I'm not pro-developer, but I'm also uh, not in the category of believing that we can just prevent everything from happening. It just It's not how government works. People own that property. They have a right to enjoy the value that's in that property. If government said, oh, no, you can't, they'd sue us and win because we would be devaluing their property. I think it's a great example of how while residents uh, are focused on their quality of life and their neighborhood and their house and their property and what's around them, as they should be, you know, very easy to understand that point of view. Government, the city of Simpsonville, has to take a look at the bigger picture, has to consider all residents, all visitors, all neighborhoods, try and decide what is best for the city as a whole versus how can we balance that uh, with, you know, neighboring adjacent properties uh, and work with them and work it with developers to, to make sure as many concerns, you know, that there are are alleviated. So I think it's important for residents to remember the city is having to take you know a look at a larger picture, uh, we understand that people you know have their lives and and you know want what's best for them. Uh, the city has to take into consideration uh, balancing what's best for everybody or as many people as possible versus the individual. And you know there are times when the city does listen to one neighborhood and say we're going to make this policy change because of how it'll affect you. So it's about perspective and understanding each other's perspective. I agree. One thing that I think is really important also for people to understand is, is the way that we control growth and how things look is through zoning. We have zoning regulations inside the city of Simpsonville that say these things can go here, this thing can go there. It's going to look like this in general. Um, but it applies across the board to everybody on that particular zoning. We can't zone on individual properties. And the city doesn't go say, oh, we want to have an outback restaurant on this corner. That's up to the property owner to decide what they want to put there. It's not something that we go pick and choose. We don't pick the winners and the losers. But the other thing that, that the, the real point I want to make is, is that we are kind of stuck with the amount of growth being forced on us with the way things currently exist out in the unincorporated areas of Greenville County. I'm very concerned that we're going to be the next Fulton County. And if you haven't wandered around out in the outskirts around Atlanta and seen that it's county line to county line residential neighborhoods, it is classic sprawl. And you don't have to have a crystal ball to see that that's where we're headed next. I'm really encouraged that Greenville County Council has realized this too. They actually have things on their agenda where they're talking about working on stricter zoning and controlling this this potential sprawl so that we don't pave under every bit of farmland in Greenville County. Um, and the issue for us is if we say no to a de development, then they just go do it in the county. Saying no really doesn't do much good. But if the county has said, nah, not so much, it's not so easy to to do your project out here 
in in the countryside, it makes it easier for us to be able to say no or put really strong conditions on something you know that uh, somebody wants to do inside the city. I think that's a real important thing, and and I really look for. Uh, everybody's help and making sure you're telling your county council members that you are for that. You are for making sure that we don't just have unbridled growth anywhere, do whatever you want. I know that uh, Marydale Village Innovative Development was a popular agenda item. Uh, People spoke at the council meeting, but there are a few more other items on the agenda, one of which is an update to the business license ordinance. This ensures that the city adopts the latest standardized business license class schedule by December 31st each odd year as mandated by state legislation. That's a lot of words. Yeah, uh, basically and, this is the boring work that council right. does. It's something that gets done every year and and 90% of the time the stuff that's on the agenda is stuff that is uh, very it's very simple stuff that takes a lot of words, but there's there's really nothing significant. It's really not a change. It's just updating the list of what the, the codes are. So And, and I think this yeah. is a, a great example of how sometimes council's hands are tied because the city is basically required, mandated by state law right. to uh, uh, adopt the latest standardized business license class schedule and... If the city doesn't, you know, we'll be in a little bit of trouble. But we've been told that the changes to the fee schedules are negligible. Another agenda item was miscellaneous refinements to the zoning ordinance. There are a few changes to the zoning ordinance that were proposed. I was wondering if there was any one particular that you liked or found interesting? No, this was just another routine uh, uh, update to the ordinance. There really wasn't anything that that any council member found significant. We had zero discussion on it. So uh, these are just basic maintenance items uh, for our zoning ordinance. Previous one that we had was an an ordinance change that let us uh, improve our festival street over on South Main Street. So something like that. Uh, I, I think it's a very good thing. I also Uh, breezed right through because it's such a good thing to do for downtown Simpsonville. Another item that's on the agenda, the last item, was all the appointments to commissions and boards and and, uh, that one is, again, it's it's pretty routine thing. We uh, typically don't have any uh, difficulty filling those positions, but the point I want to make about all these these commissions and the Board of Zoning Appeals, um, these are difficult things that basically we're getting local citizens to volunteer to do and you know they sometimes they take grief from from their fellow citizens and uh, you don't get paid to do it uh, it's a it's a commitment of your time and the point I want to make is, is I just want to thank all those people who help us make the city go and you you really are appreciated and and uh, it's something that uh, I'm real proud of our community and you know, making that possible, that we don't have to go beg people to do it. And it's it's just a really good thing. So I just thank each and every one of them for their willingness to serve. I think my buzzword phrase in this is great example, because I've said that a lot. And again, this is a great example of how uh, residents, people from the community can participate in government and help make decisions and help guide decisions. And so we appreciate everyone who volunteers to do that and we encourage anyone who is qualified to apply. Uh, If you're not sure whether you're qualified, need to know how to apply, uh, give us a call at Simpsonville City Hall. One of us would be happy to talk you through that. Mayor, is there anything else from the meeting that you'd like to point out? 
Well, one thing that I would like to, to point out is, is something that I've started doing as a, as a personal effort, as a service to the community, is I have started taking the audio from our city council meetings and publishing it on my personal uh, YouTube page as a as a YouTube uh, video it's there's no video of it it's just the audio segment with a you know a logo of the city I've started doing this for this meeting and the previous meeting the key thing is there's nothing different than the audio that you can get on the simpsonville.com webpage except that if you ever go listen to that audio, it can be hard to find the thing that maybe you were particularly interested in. And uh, what I have done is take that uh, audio and put timestamps in the description of the video so that you can call up that YouTube video and you, you can look into the comments section and find a timestamp for each and every agenda item. Uh, and in fact, even sometimes a little bit more detailed. For example, on this past agenda, we had one person who signed up to do citizen comments. So you can see where I'm inviting, you know, the, the timestamp for me inviting the, the gentleman up to the microphone, but there's also a timestamp for, you know, for him by his name. At the end of our meeting, we had outgoing council members who had personal thoughts that they wanted to share about their time on council, and the remaining council members having personal thoughts that they wanted to share about uh, how much they enjoyed working with those outgoing council members. So those things under Robert's rules are called a point of privilege. On my timestamps, there's a point of privilege for each member of council, and you can just click on that. It'll take you right to it. Just get on YouTube and search for Simpsonville City Council, and my name, it should take you right to the video. They are public. I don't have a whole lot of subscribers. I've never really published much on YouTube for people to look at, but if you're interested in a specific thing, it, it's a just a service that I want to provide that makes it easier for you to find each individual agenda item or some place where... A council member made a comment that you're trying to find. I hope that's a service to the community. It is something that I'm doing to help improve communications. So, And we can include a link to that on simplysaidpodcast.com. So make sure you visit our website. From the timestamps on these videos to the regular episodes of this podcast to uh, the summaries of the council meetings, like the episode you're listening to now, the city of Simpsonville, Simpsonville City Council staff, Mayor Shoemaker and I are working hard to make sure we improve communication and make it better and better. Well, I sure hope our listener uh, appreciates all this effort. Yeah, one listener, probably my wife. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, probably your wife. I hope you appreciate the effort that we put in on this. So, Justin, I I thank you for inviting me. I look forward to continuing to do this. And uh, if other council members would like to participate in this, uh, maybe some other council member would like to sit down and do, you know, their take on the breakdown of a a council meeting. Uh, I think this is fun, and I I hope that, that our listener does find it helpful. Yes, I think that would be a great idea. I'm excited to see who we'll have on in 2024. Mayor, thank you for shedding some light on the December 2023 business meeting, and we'll be back behind the mics again in January to talk about the first business meeting of 2024, which will feature three new council members. Mayor Shoemaker, thank you for being on. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for listening to the Simpsonville City Council Meeting Series. Remember to follow the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and visit simpsonville.com for all things Simpsonville, including agendas for city council meetings, the next of which is the first business meeting of 2024 on January 9th at 6.30 p.m. at Simpsonville City Hall. 
Let us know if you like the new episode format for summarizing city council meetings by taking the poll included with the episode on Spotify or emailing us at contact at simplysaidpodcast.com. All right, I'm simply out. The Simpsonville Simply Said podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Justin Campbell. The theme music is by Uncle Mitch, who boasts a way pointier pointer finger than Uncle Sam. Thank you to the city of Simpsonville for its support. Simpsonville is indeed simply home.